0: Hey Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host Jordan Halstead and I am back with Alicia and Micah and today we're going to be talking about Black Adam. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode.
1: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: I feel like
2: we should call this like the Jordan Halstead trio. It's becoming a regular thing. It is.
0: Well, it's it's funny because when we started this thing, I didn't have you, I didn't have Will, I didn't have Chick or Scott and I was just trying to figure it out each piece by piece and then I think like seven episodes in, I had you hop in. And then each group just kind of like, I feel like in seasons, we've had just different groups. And Alicia is like, I'm here to basically hold you two up. I'm going to carry this whole conversation. So,
1: <laughs> but only when the topics interest me.
0: <laughs> to, yeah.
2: to be, to like be fair, Harry to Potter. Be, yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Well, to be fair, though, I think I've, uh, I probably have the longest tenure aside from you. Yeah. And it literally,
0: Well, because you you also fill in when I'm not here. Yeah. So you've helped fill in on a few episodes and and you've got more people involved. And so it's, yeah, lots of fun. So I'm excited to do this one.
2: So I say it it all the time, but like podcasting is something I've always wanted to do uh, pretty much my whole young adult life. And then, you know, within one year, you got a hold of me and Scott got a hold of me. And I'm on two podcasts regularly every week. And I just absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. And I think what's really cool is we're not just pushing out like one episode a week, like and filming it that week. No, we're like, we're weeks in advance. So one of the cool things that I I really want to touch on real quick as we start this is we're going to play the rule of two weeks. So this episode is two weeks after the release of Black Adam. And so the idea is that we can talk spoilers. You guys are free to talk about anything and everything. Um, There's no holds bar because this will have all the spoilers because we're going to follow the the two-week rule that if you haven't seen it in two weeks, well, you had your shot. So... Um, So, I want to start with this, though. How empty were your guys' theater, or uh, how full was it um, when you guys went in?
1: We went on, what day did we go? Saturday? Saturday, yeah. And it was like an afternoon show. Like, it wasn't...
0: Like a matinee? Yeah.
1: Yeah, but there was like less than 10 people, I think, in in the theater.
0: Okay. I know for mine... I went opening night so me and me and my youth ministry uh last year uh actually bama who uh rest in peace he uh he and i started this idea of going in and pre-screening movies and so we pre screen marvel movies we pre screen dc movies we just go in to start uh seeing if we can take our student ministry to go see it and so the first one we went to was shang chi and then we basically hit every marvel movie since and so uh Love and Thunder, we'd, at that point, I think had said no to three or four movies. And we're like, we can't keep saying no for no reason and not explaining why we're doing this. Um, and so when we did this, we just started to write reviews. And and then it spiraled into something more and more. And um, so I took my team. Uh, I had four people with me, or, or me and three others. And we walked in, and that room, I mean, there were so many rows that were just sitting empty and i'm like man this is so sad like this movie i feel like got hyped up really big we were really excited for this movie um it's not going to be a marvel movie experience but i was expecting more than wh- who was there so um
2: well just real oh god do you think that's the tone that dc has set over the last couple of years where things haven't been you know up to up to snuff i guess within our eyes but like to be fair, you know the, I follow the Rock on social media, and he, you know, touted that this is the biggest opening weekend for a DC film ever.
0: Well, I wonder maybe is it our theaters?
2: Well, maybe is it? It said is after it, op- I, it said after opening weekend or a, uh, after opening to sixty seven million. Black Adam projected to add twenty eight to thirty one million in its second weekend in theaters. So it got sixty seven million dollars the first weekend in, in theaters, and what, the theater that Alicia and I went to um was up in beaver creek and i think there were four or five theaters within the theater that were all showing black adam so like just, just
1: slightly different times yes and
2: i don't know how many people yeah. went to what theaters and why and i don't know if it's still like a COVID thing where they don't just have many people going to theaters i don't know if it's people going to different theaters well, and, and it, i don't that's know one thing
0: i question all the time <coughs> anymore like me and katie we're, we're, we love going and seeing movies but like Katie loves it because the theater in Huber Heights had the, the armrest that goes up. And so that way she could cuddle. And she's like, I could fall asleep on you. And I was like, why am I paying for a nap? <laughs>
1: um, That's so. an expensive nap. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Although so. I think I could have took a nap during the Batman. That's how long that uh, movie was. That was like yeah. three hours. Oh,
1: I don't know. I, I could have taken a nap during Morbius.
0: Snorbius. Is that what you wanted to call it? get that out of here.
2: One of these days I'm going to watch that movie again and I'm going to give it a chance. No you're not. <laughs> I am going to watch
0: it. You're going to watch it and not be giving it an actual chance. You're going to watch it to make fun of it. Um I no, I I think that that's one of the biggest struggles that we see today is in a post-COVID world like the theaters are trying really hard to keep things going and but when you have things like Disney Plus that were pushing out movies like why, why would I pay to go see a movie in a theater when I can enhance my, like in our house, we took out one of our 60 inch TVs and put in a projector and now I'm running 111 inches on our wall. So it's like, we've got that. We've got surround sound in the room. So you can
1: pause it to go to the bathroom and not miss anything.
0: Exactly. And so, um, or how Katie watches movies, which still baffles me to this day, she can start the movie one night and finish it the next. I'm like, no, you sit down, you commit. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, sometimes I feel like I have to. Like, when we watched Wonder Woman, was 84. it the original? I don't even know if, I don't remember if it was the original or 84, or maybe both, where we were like, look at each other halfway through. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to stay up through this. <laughs> of course, I old. I mean, I feel like an old person anyway, so I like
0: going to bed. But yeah, I just, I think that's well, one of the challenges that we face with, well,
2: with the post-COVID world. <clears throat> And to throw another stat in there as I'm looking and kind of just Googling while we're talking, um, it says in its domestic market of the United States and Canada, Avengers Endgame set records for the highest grossing opening weekend and fasting cumulative grosses through $650 million. So $650 million for Avengers Endgame versus $67 million for Black Adam. And, And granted, that's a big culmination of movies and a decade of films, but like you know, I, I don't. I don't. want to say that sixty-seven million is bad, but like, it's. You know, that's it's a lot not of money. enough though to compete. Right. Like when right. you're
0: looking at a competition piece, yeah. No, I, I, I get
2: well, that.
1: Well, and to your point, Micah, that... DC hasn't really doesn't have a really good track record with a lot of these things so like uh, right um but the bar is not very high like the reason you see such a difference between DC and Marvel is because Marvel has done a fantastic job like really setting the stage they've been doing these films for what 20 years like well and they've been been steady and constant DC not so
0: much I wonder if Marvel and, and this is my thought here I wonder if Marvel gives us a crappy movie here and there, here and there, just to appreciate even more what's coming down the line. Like they kind of lower our expectations and then they just blow us away. Cause like setting us up for Black Panther and uh, Ant Man, the two new movies coming out in the next six months. Like, what was the last movies that we had? We had Thor, Love, and Thunder, which was, I'm sorry, yeah. hot garbage. I didn't care for it. I it, mean, was it was okay. It, it just sitting back, I'm just like, uh, you.
2: I saw it twice in the theaters, TV. and you know, I haven't seen it since. But
1: soundtrack was
0: good. Yeah. Well, when you pull from the 80s and the 90s and all that, yeah, you're gonna pull some great stuff. What was the yeah. other
2: one? What was the other Marvel project within the last six months?
0: Well, within the last six months, you've had Morbius. You've no, had no, 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 uh, no, Strange. Just,
2: yeah. No. Well,
0: in in the in the past, coming up, you've got Wakanda no, 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 no. I know, I know.
2: I was saying like in the last couple of movies, like Marvel wise, like. It was Love and Thunder. and There was another one.
0: Multiverse and Madness came out before it.
2: Yeah. So I love Multiverse. So, um, well, and,
0: but then you go two movies beforehand and you had Eternals. Yeah. So, like, if, if you look at phase four real quick, Black Widow wasn't a great film. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Then you go to Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings, which I argue straight up that that's top five Marvel solo outings for me. Um, not, not a team up as in like an Avengers film. Like, out of anybody's solos, that's I still love watching Shang-Chi. Um, then you had Eternals, which was a flop. Then you have... And and, and I've rewatched it. I think it gets better, but it's not, not like, great. Um, then you have No Way Home, which was phenomenal. You had Multiverse of Madness, which was phenomenal. Then you go back down and you have Love and Thunder. And then we're going to get Wakanda Forever, which I'm going to predict is going to be an amazing film, so go see it this weekend, uh, this coming weekend, and... You know
2: is that next week. That'll be when
0: when this episode drops. It should be out.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, because this is in, in the future verse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but oh. all that to say, Jordan, like I'm just thinking, like is that like, an, an-, an- Alicia, to what you're saying, like you know, DC keeps saying, oh, this is the great restart for us, and this is going to be where Phase One starts for us, and this is going to be like the beginning of a new start for us, and like it just seems like they can never get their footing because something always happens. But like, you know. As we heard earlier in this week, Jordan, like um, the announcement that apparently DC has their their Kevin Feige now. Um, we haven't really talked much about that on Nerd Talk, but like... Yeah,
0: with James Gunn.
2: Yeah, so I don't know if that's going to improve things. But like, I think if this were a great restart, like I think Black Adam was a great place to start. I think, and I was talking to Todd Frascone, who, you know, who frequents yeah. uh, our podcast. And if he's listening, shout out to Todd and Gavin. And they've subbed in for us and filled in and came and joined us before. Um, But I told Todd that, like, I think Black Adam, The Suicide Squad, and Man of Steel are, like, my top three favorite DC projects.
0: You know, I love the Snyder films with Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and his Justice League. I think those three, just being a comic book reader, I think that he hit so many points that just I enjoyed the story because I could follow it. But as a casual moviegoer, I would have hated those mm-hmm. um, without having that that comic background. So I, I can totally see now the Suicide Squad with James Gunn. That was
2: that was top tier. That was mm-hmm. that was
0: some good stuff.
2: Yeah. So what did you think of Black Adam going into the theater? Like, what were you expecting?
0: Um, you know. <laughs> I was mixed with it. I Because you unsure. sent me some stuff
2: earlier in the week where it's like, man, it's getting like a 40% rating on Rotten Tomato. And like, there was another article that said, this is hot garbage. And I'm like, what, what is going on? Do I even want to go see this? And then you texted me that like in the middle of the night, I was already in bed because you're an hour behind us. Yeah. And you're like, you've got to go see this movie. Like tomorrow, like don't even go to work. You got to see this movie. That's how good it yeah. is.
0: <laughs> well, I walked in with the understanding that DC has a terrible track record and to, to hear the reviews. Now I don't give reviews that like the public reviews Mm -hmm. a whole lot of way. I wait for the fan reviews. Um, Which the fans
2: raved about this.
0: Oh my gosh. It was just, it's, it's complete polar opposites. And I just, I was afraid walking in that it was going to flop. Um, and even before we were starting to, to podcast, I even told you uh, I was afraid when the preview showed Creed 3, the the trailer there, that that one might be better than this whole movie, just the trailer. <laughs> and I was like, please no, please no. And when I walked out of the theater, I feel, I feel like I was crying tears of joy. Like, <laughs> I was just so excited and happy. Because I'm like, this means that we're on to the right track. Because this is the second... Uh, DC film to come out since COVID started. Well, third, um, the second being a part of a connected universe. I'm going to put big air quotes there Um, because the Batman is not directly connected and I just, I sat back I was like, two big universe films back to back that just they crushed it. Suicide Squad last year did really, really well. This year, Black Adam did really, really well and that's why they're also known as a universe of villains. Um, their mm-hmm. villains drive their story just as much as the heroes do.
2: Yeah. Um, what do you think going in? Yeah i I was the same. Uh, you know, I was super excited about this movie early on, and I was really looking forward to it. And then, kind of the same notion where um, I was reading some of these reviews, and I was like, "Man, I'm never gonna trust a Rotten Tomato score ever again. I'm just gonna go to a movie and just be open minded and um, absolutely really just have." Uh, Alicia, Alicia told me before we walked into the theater, she's like, just, just watch the movie. Don't even think about it. Just watch it. And so, and I did and, um, you know, I follow the rock on social media and th- like two days before we went to see the, the, the movie. Um, you, I mean, you told me there was a post-credit scene, um, and spoiler, Henry Cavill shows up as Superman again, but, um, oh, yeah. but like, what's, I mean, I knew it was going to happen because clearly, um, both Ben Affleck and Henry Avil have been in talks about being Batman and Superman long-term in the DC universe. But like what spoiled it for me was I was scrolling through social media like that Thursday or Friday and I saw a picture of the rock and he has his own tequila line and he's sitting there drinking tequila with Henry Avil. And I'm like, well, duh, they wouldn't just be drinking <laughs> tequila together unless they were going to, you know, do some work together in the, in, you know, the, the movie verse. Um, so yeah, I, I was just pleasantly surprised. Like sometimes I watch DC projects and it's just kind of like they lose my attention. And I felt like this entire movie, I was, I was pretty much engaged the entire time we watched this film and, um, Dwayne Johnson, the rock, you know, he's just come so far um, as an actor in the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And oh, yeah. um, he, he won't put a crappy product out there. And like this cast was stacked Pierce Brosnan, Dwayne Johnson, um, The girl that played uh, Cyclone. Well, yes, she was great too. But I was thinking of uh, Adriana. Like I thought that she did really, really well. Um, Even the kid, the kid was great. Um, So yeah, we went in and I was just like, I was just pleasantly surprised that this was a DC film. Like if you would have took the DC label off off of it, you would have, I don't know that you would have guessed that it was actually a DC film. Like that was how good it was for me. Alicia, what did you think when, when you went in to see this?
1: Well, I think, like you said, and like the advice that that I gave you when we went in, you know, try not to just just try to watch the movie. That's how I try to approach all of these films, because I feel like that's the only way that we don't start out being critical about them, because and to be fair, like, I mean, I'm trying to give it a chance. Um, But that said, because it's a DC film and because our expectations haven't really been high. It was even more of a pleasant surprise that it was such a good film. Um, I enjoyed the characters, um, both on like who they were personally and who they were as a superhero. Um, Pierce Brosnan, like he was oh, I think, don't even get me started far, there. I mean oh he was gosh. like by far my favorite. And I haven't seen him in a whole lot of things over the years. I mean he was in James um, Bond. Yeah, well I've never watched James Bond. No judgment. Um oh my goodness. I listen, there are a lot of like, do you want me to continue? I've never seen James Bond. I've never seen The Godfather. Um there are a handful of films that people you are like, oh my to gosh, me you've never seen- on my
0: podcast. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe you said
1: that. And I love and I love movies, but I just have that's not something I've ever really I'm f-
0: come visit you guys in Ohio and we're just gonna watch these movies
2: because that's You can't make me. <laughs> I, I've I've seen them to be fair. I there
1: you- I mean there are a couple of things that he's been in yeah. that like I mean he clearly we know who he is regardless of yeah. being in James Bond or not. But him for me like he was just I loved his character a well, lot
0: and and here's the the flip side of that because i know that you guys are not comic book readers um in the same aspect but that, that's actually one of my favorite characters in dc uh dr. dr fate is just he's phenomenal and kent nelson being who he is like uh if you guys ever get a chance there's a cartoon called young justice definitely go check that one out they pay him off greatly in the first season um it goes the same route where you know he dies. Spoiler alert! Um, at the at the time that you meet him, he does he does pass in the cartoon, and and so he kind of has this Uncle Ben kind of feel, where like you know he's going to die because he sets something up, and you start to see it, how it unfolds. Um, he was Doctor Fate for the longest time, and then they killed him, and then other people have have held the mantle. But the most famous of that, I would argue is Kent Nelson. And with him being a hundred plus year old man walking around, I was like, he's using some magic to make himself look good. Like this is great." and And just the way that they ha- or they, they handled him and they they held the lore from comics together, I just sat back. I was like, "Man, there's few people that could really pull that off. The one argument I had with his costume was there were no eye holes. But when I, like, going in, I was like, what on earth? Why? And then when they started to explain his character, I was like, oh, okay. I don't even have a problem with it. Like, everything that I, kind of like what you said, when you can release all your expectations, like, your criticism goes away. And so, when I just, I sat back and just was like, okay, I'm here to enjoy a movie. And, and I think that's one reason, I, I'm going to get a lot of flack for it. I think that's the reason I liked Morbius. I enjoyed my experience. I enjoyed just the movie for what it was. Um, I've watched it a couple times since and I still stand by I'm like, I just enjoyed the film. Um, I actually walked out of the theater and it was on iTunes for pre-order today or or, uh, not today, but that day. Um, So I I got Black Adam
2: pre-ordered. Well, and another thing I appreciated so much is that they, well, two things. One, Black Adam, something that I appreciated about his character, the development of his character throughout the film was that, he let his actions, and I think I told you this, he let his actions...
0: His actions spoke way louder than his words. Yes, and he didn't
2: have very many lines. He didn't have a lot of lines in this movie. Everybody else has, you know, the supporting cast had more lines than he did. And um, Tell the them other... Tell
0: the man in black sent you.
2: Yes. And then <laughs> the other thing, that was sarcasm. Um that, The other thing that I really... That was the
1: sarcasm that was just lying.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, You know, the other thing that I really enjoyed was that, you know... <clears throat> Unlike other DC projects, they brought other characters along, and it wasn't just about Black Adam, right? Doctor Fate was there. Um, Cyclone, Adam Smasher, Smasher Hawkman—like Hawkman. I thought that those were just great additions. Um, I liked how Hawkman and Black Adam like played off of each other; like they just wanted to rip each other's.
1: They had really good chemistry on screen, right?
2: And let's be real, The Rock would crush uh, Aldus Hodge any day of the week. Um, let's be real.
0: Well, and, and I wondered going into this film if they were going to villainize the heroes. Yeah. And and make them the antagonist. And like, I mean, there, there was that big squirmish and there's still issues, but I like the way that Black Adam kind of is this teetering, I'm going to be the savior of my people, but I'm going to do it my way, not your way. Yes. And I, I liked the way that they handled that.
2: Well, it's like the Joker said in The Dark Knight, tonight you're going to break your one rule. No. you can't break it if you don't have one. Right. <laughs> well, what I'm saying though, is like Batman's similar in that, in that role. Oh, yeah. Right. He didn't kill people, but he, you know, he wanted to provide justice. So, and then that's probably why, and well, you know, back to the Batman versus Superman conversation, like Superman <laughs> was completely different and didn't care versus because he was a God, he was immortal. versus, you know, Batman, he was immortal. So anyway, um, What did you think of like Adam Smasher and Cyclone being kind of like the... Oh my gosh. They were there, um, but like, you know, I I liked what they They did. They were the backup. Well, I like what they did. They they involved them in a way that was like, okay, we're going to incorporate them and introduce them. And if you didn't know who they were, you were going to love them by the end of the film.
0: Okay. So from the the comic book aspect, I've never seen Adam Smasher be the funny guy. Mm -hmm. And I loved the way that he wasn't trying to be funny it was just like he's the bumbling idiot he's the like the way they wrote his character i loved and i and i love even more that henry winkler was his uncle and i was like that when when i saw him show up i was like game changed like you you're bringing in different aspects you're because now henry winkler can show up in an adam smasher movie or in a tv series he can play a mentoring role for him and I'm like, this, this is this is different. Uh, and I, I really, really liked that. Uh, Cyclone, I don't know much about Cyclone. And what I think I love most about her is the way that she twirled. Because typically mm-hmm. you see like with like Red Tornado, which is another JSA character, which I would have loved to see there. He typically like just him or Flash, they'll like swirl their arms around or their hands will spin fast enough. And it creates this, this turbine where she like is dancing in the wind and I'm like oh this was so cool and to like use that wind to force things I was like that was really really cool and there's nothing new under the sun and so when you bring all these stories together and you're you're creating these characters and all that you have to show us visually how do you want to represent this character because that visually I think was vastly different than what we've seen in the past and, like, Adam Smasher, when he grew, like, versus Ant-Man growing, I feel like Ant-Man had so much more control, even though he'd only done it once before and he passed out, like he said in Civil War. But, like, Adam Smasher is, like, just, b- like, flum- fumbling around. He's breaking things. He's sitting on things. He almost steps on people. And, like, he he's still a rookie. And I'm like, this is a really cool way to, to introduce these characters because you have your experience with Dr. Fate and Hawkman and and characters that most of us who grew up with the Tim uh, Tim Bruce. Is it Tim Bruce universe? Um, yeah, I think it was the Tim Bruce universe. It was the the animated cartoons um, like Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, Batman Beyond, um, Superman the Animated Series. You go in and static shock, I think even fits in there. Um, but you go in and, and see how those are and you've got Hawkman, you've got Dr. Fate, but you don't see Adam Smash, you don't see Cyclone, and to bring new, new, fresh characters in, you're doing what Marvel did, but I think that they handled it very, very well.
2: Yeah, I think that they, they took a, you know, a Marvel, you know, quote-unquote play out of their playbook and actually did it, and I think, I think it worked in their favor.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: Um, Yeah, I, they just, you know, it was a good team movie without being a team movie, I guess if that if there's any other you know way to put it that way. Um Alicia, what did you think of, of Cyclone and Adam Smasher?
1: Um, to me, I feel like Adam Smasher and Cyclone kind of balanced each other out. So like Adam Smasher is like a clumsy teenager who eats a lot, like a a teenage boy, typical teenage boy who's clumsy and just eats all the time because he's always hungry. And then you have Cyclone and the word that the word that comes to mind is she's very graceful. Like even just the way that the coloring swirls as she does like it's just very graceful. Um,
2: I like I liked what they did though and I think you were sharing this but like when we right after we first uh came out of the theaters you were like you liked how they played off of each other. Like mm-hmm. she kind of looked at him and he kind of looked at her and it was kind of like, okay, what do I do? And okay. Okay. She we'll She was do helping, this and, helping guide yes, him because she yeah. had,
1: she had a little bit more experience than he did. So she was trying to help him along. And, and I think it was funny how Hawkman kept looking at him. It's like, we're going to talk later. Cause he understands that like, as, as somebody with more experience, you should do mentoring. And this, this goes across the board and whatever, Um, in your work life and church life like you should you should have somebody that you're mentoring um, to help bring them along and I think that Hawkman was realizing you know I I think it was a good thing we brought this kid with us and he's new and he's inexperienced but I know that I'm going to have to address a couple of things but the way that he he did it was very comical like we're going to need to talk after this
0: I know I know
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) oh and he he yeah he totally gets it
0: yeah and it was one of those, I thought he was going to be in trouble, and then I started to see what you just said, that he's kind of just taking him under his wings, literally and figuratively, and he's, he's stepping him through, which I thought was a really cool way that they handled his character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So out of the, the side characters, um, or the JSA, who was your favorite to see on screen?
2: I'm going to go with... I mean, is Dr. Fate included in this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anybody on the JSA team?
2: Yeah, I would probably go Dr. Fate. And probably the reason why is because the more we talk uh, MCU, Jordan, that, you know, I I appreciate Dr. Strange so much more as we go along. Um, It was like, I was a super early adopter of Iron Man and and Tony Stark. But, you know, I felt like, you know, there were we talked about some of the good films in Phase 4 of the MCU and some of the bad ones as well but like Dr. Strange really carried phase four in reference to the films because he was in No Way Home. He was also, you know, Multiverse of Madness, like, and those were both great films. And so I don't think I that they would have- I
0: on the record. He did not carry phase four. Wongers did.
2: <laughs> Wongers! Um, but anyway, and I think, Jordan, I sent this to you um, shortly after I, I saw Black Adam, but like, Pierce Brosnan really attributed his character of Dr. Fate and how he played Dr. Fate um, to Benedict Cumberbatch. He paid like, yeah, he paid a a tribute to him and he said, I really, I really appreciate what he's done with the character, Dr. Strange. And that's kind of what I mimicked, what I've done with, with Dr. Fate. Um, And and there's a lot of similarities there, but like he said, honestly, you know, he um, looked at Dr. Strange and looked at Benedict Cumberbatch and was like, you know, and I really enjoyed how he did that. so i'm gonna I'm gonna play off of that a little bit and and see how it goes. and I think it paid off for him. So Absolutely. Alicia, who was your favorite side character? Wongers
1: <laughs> Wongers, yeah, no wrong wrong universe. um i I don't know that I have like an absolute favorite because I feel like I like them all for different reasons. Like I really like Dr. Fate's character. Um i I don't know. I just did a really good job. He was. The older wiser one trying to guide even hawkman like trying to guide him through um to teach them he teach him up to the very end um i do have to admit that when i saw hawkman i looked over at mike and i was like he looks familiar but i couldn't figure out why and then he told me why he looks familiar and i had to i had to admit that i kind of maybe not like him but it was had nothing to do with this film um he was a character in a TV show that Micah loves that we've watched all the way through, Friday Night Lights. And his character in Friday Night Lights is not a character that you you exactly like. And so I had to keep reminding myself he's a different character. He's a different character. This is not this dude um, from Friday Night Lights. So I kind of had to pull myself out of that. Um, I think that's I, a
0: problem that we're going to start facing because they're pulling mm-hmm. these big names who have been across a lot of things. They're not pulling just random people. Like right. they're going, like you know, the they're uh, recasting uh, Thaddeus Ross, who is who is becoming the Red Hulk, and he's going to be in both Thunderbolts and Captain America: New World Order, which both drop in twenty four. And the recast is the Han Solo actor Harrison Ford, and so you go in and say, "No, that's Han Solo. No, that's Indiana Jones." You're not going to yeah. see the actor as the, that person anymore because they're so iconic to their roles. They've implemented themselves into society. And I just think that that's a problem that, that, and, and some people face that here and there and some people don't. Um, like I still, I rewatched the Harry Potter series not long ago and I still didn't see Emma Thompson as Professor Talorny. Mm-hmm. Just didn't see it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But I had to go look it up and I'm like, oh my gosh.
1: I saw um, a side-by-side sidebar for a second. I saw a side-by-side side of her as Professor Trelawney, And I think as, was she in the 101 Dalmatians?
0: The Cruella no, that was, remake. Yeah. Was she in Yeah, that? Cruella, yeah. yeah. She, she was the villain in Cruella. Yeah.
1: I saw a side-by-side oh. side of the two characters. And somebody was like, this is the same person. It's like, yeah, it's the yeah. same person. So anyway, and I feel the same way about Adam master. So Noah, I can't remember how to say his last name, Centeno. Um, Centeno, maybe. He was he's been in several Netflix movies like Chick Flicks. Okay. And so for me, I kept saying, This is that guy, even though I know it's not. Now with Cyclone, um, Quintessa Swindell, I've never seen her in anything. Um, so it was very easy to just that's who she is because I've never seen her. Um She has the
0: same kind of face buildup as uh as the girl who plays Valkyrie. And so it does. took me a second because I was like that's not her. Like there, there was just enough similarity that I was like, is that, is mm-hmm. that Valkyrie? Like, did, did she jump Marvel to DC? Because I know yeah. some, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And it's, I was like, oh no, that's not her. When I heard her speaking, I was like, no, but I think it was just like a, a quick side glance. She gave like just a facial expression that I was like, whoa, like, hey, that's, that's the girl who plays Valkyrie. Yeah, oh, but I guess we,
1: to sum up the the question that you you asked Jordan, just, I mean, I like them all for a different reason. I, I think at the end of the day, Dr. Fate is going to be my favorite, but I do like them all for different reasons.
2: So as we were talking about it, Hawkman, for a second, guess what I just thought about? Jordan, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Okay. Goldar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His suit is literally Goldar. From That's the Power fun. Rangers, At least it's like, what are you guys talking about? Well, it's nerd talk for a reason. Yes.
0: So, anyways, Jordan, uh, who is your favorite? I think Doctor Fate. From the, really visual, the visual, the not even close. Yeah, it's. It,
1: yeah, visually, it was really visually good. visually, it was
0: just amazing to to go in and see, the way that like. Mm. You, okay, go back to Infinity War real quick with me. When they're on the the Titan planet and Doctor Strange does the hands thing and then like starts shooting a bunch of himself out and then they all like throw the whip and they catch uh Thanos. Like that was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was a one and done. They we've not seen something like that again in the MCU where you see multiple versions of the character doing interacting um maybe Loki when he he creates multiple copies, but that's really like, that was more like laughing and just just a visual representation. But to see Dr. Fate not only copy himself, but use himself to go in and just attack the satanic villain, to go in and hold down Doctor uh, Black Adam, to go in through all these different ways. I was like, that was used three different times in the film between Hawkman and Dr. Fate. And I was, I was blown away by it. And Mm -hmm. I sat back and I'm like, this may be my favorite scene in the entire DC universe um, so far, because I just, the way that he was, he used his powers um, because typically like even in comic books, you get a 2d image, like the, the onk. And you're like, okay, how are you going to represent that? And he basically just had like, like Mirrorverse or uh, the, what's the, what's the realm that he'll throw in? So that way they can just, uh, Dr. Strange, what's the, I forget what it's called. They'll like change things. So that way, if they rock into something, it, it'll just shatter it. Like it's it's outside of our universe, but it mirrors it. I don't think it's Mirrorverse. I anyways. can't no clue my head. It's all good. It's all good. So anyways, it like, it, felt like that shattered effect to each of the 3D figures like his onk when he threw that or when he would throw like a giant orb like it it felt very broken and glassy and I, I loved the just the visual representation so real quick what was uh what was something that you didn't like about this film if you were to say this is the one thing that definitely threw me off from this film that I didn't like about this film um whether it's language whether it's uh, the way that a character was represented. Um, what what was something that you did not like about this film?
2: You didn't like you didn't didn't like anything.
1: Well, it, here's the thing. Um, in general, I tend to err more to the positive when I can, because I can be a very negative person so when i'm when you go into a film and you're trying to be positive trying to give it a chance i'm not gonna be trying to find negative things about it. i mean were there things absolutely i'm sure there are things that i didn't like could i think of it right now after seeing the, the movie only once I don't know that I can come up with something unless something else in our conversation sparks it, mm. but that I can think of right now. There's nothing that I can come up with. Yes. That doesn't mean there weren't bad parts. Cause I'm sure like every movie, there's going to be a negative piece somewhere.
0: Nope. This was a completely perfect film.
2: No, it wasn't
1: mm, probably not.
2: Um, <laughs> if I were, nitpicking same things like with alicia uh you know i didn't have a lot of bad things to say about this which is rare for a dc product I know. um but i could have done without the satanic like devil That's what I, was, I was hoping that like no, we're, we're gonna get to our so. like you know it was, yeah that it, was weird you know as three believers um the two well so two things one the whole devil worshiping thing I think they could have went a different direction with the story of uh of was it an uncle or whatever that got the crown whoever that was the the main who turned yeah. into the yeah yeah so like they could have went a different route with that and made him evil without turning him into like a a satanic figure. I don't I don't think that they could have went they could have went a completely different route with that, right? He didn't have to have supernatural powers, you know. And and you know like in the 90s superhero movies and even early 2000s like there have been villains that don't have superpowers, but they think that they can be superheroes, right? So like, you you didn't have to go that route. The other piece was the story of Black Adam, the origin of Black Adam is very similar to Shazam. Obviously, you know, he gets chosen by the gods and they give him the power and he has to go Shazam. And I'm like, well, that's kind of dumb if he has like, and, and not knowing, and, you know, excuse my ignorance of reading comics and other stories, like Shazam, you know, turn into Shazam by saying the word Shazam but he doesn't turn into Black Adam so there really wasn't that deep um story telling I mean they did a great job of telling the story the entire movie was a great story told but the 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 origin of Black Adam itself was very similar to Shazam even though he wasn't Shazam but he looked like Shazam kind of thing if I if I were nitpicking about it that's probably what I would say
0: I think a lot of that like you said and and I'm not gonna say, Michael, you're ignorant because I don't think that that's the way I would phrase it. I think it's just you not knowing.
2: Well, um, if I took my my niece or my nephew to go see this movie, like they'd had no idea, like what who you know Black Adam is. Like they just don't know, <laughs> or the origin I, of it.
0: I think I think though that they handled him fairly well, and I loved that there was enough of a nod to helping tie him into Shazam when they finally
2: bring those two against each other. I was hoping we'd get something with that, but we didn't.
0: Yeah. I was, I was kind of sad that that Zachary Levi didn't come in and just punch the rock and then have a big old bro battle, but you know, well, maybe even, we'll just, like an, even in, just
2: like an Easter egg or something.
0: Like if like he got a text or something like that, or, or Billy Batson runs up to the window and he sees the fight and can dock. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be. I think that'd be kind of cool to see. So, I think I think that the reason they're pushing the the demon piece is to keep up with Marvel. Marvel is now pushing Mephisto. Marvel has been pushing some demon stuff, and they're getting more into the horror flicks and all that. And I think that DC wanted a little piece of that action. Um, typically, you don't see uh, magic villains. Not using demon stuff. Um, That's just kind of how some of the storylines go. I didn't like it. I thought that it was really, really graphic. Um, I mean, I don't even like to see Hellboy. To be honest, he's just—it's that that character is just. I just don't need to see it. As a Christian, I just I don't agree with it.
2: Um, Well, in Multiverse of Madness, they didn't go to the to the degree that Black, uh, yeah, to that Black Adam did.
0: I think they did, but they didn't. I think with the the Cape of Souls, when yeah. they got to that and when his body was attacked, but it was a lot less yes. than what... I, I think it was there. It just was in the shadows, more hidden. Um, you're not seeing the same. And then, like, <clears throat> the guards at Wanda's uh, shrine or temple or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, those giant demons, the, they they were there. They just weren't main threats like how this one really was. And this was like the villain.
2: Yeah. So. Well, that's fair. So I guess we got to, you know, as we're wrapping up, you know, our conversation about Black Adam and kind of what we feel about it. What did you think about the post-credit scene? You, were you super pumped to see Superman?
0: Um, I was, I was not as pumped for the sole purpose that someone before the movie even dropped, I think two or three days before was on TikTok and dropped hmm. the 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 whole scene. Um so I already knew about it. Sure. Uh and I was I was I was a little upset that like that got robbed because I feel like that was a big one. Whether we knew it was coming or not, just to be able to sit there and see it, I thought that was really cool. Um what conflicted me was that Amanda Waller was kind of pulling that chain on Superman.
2: And I'm like mm-hmm. I'm a little over her. I so am I'm just, I, I just like it is. No, no, no. I mean, like she I know I know how the purpose of her character and stuff, but like she, you know, in the Suicide Squad realm and you know, some other DC projects, it's like it seems like she's always there, right?
0: Well, because even in the comics, she is. Okay. Like that that they, they've nailed her character. She's just, exactly
2: Well and I'm just piggybacking off what you said. Like it's just like, oh, he pulled she pulled that string and pulled that trigger and boom, up oh, here's Superman. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of how it felt to me too. It was cool to see Henry Cavill again in the Superman suit because we haven't seen him since Batman versus Superman, Justice League. Or, or I'm sorry, Justice League. So it's been a bit since we've seen him. Um,
0: well, if you count the Snyder cut, he was there last year. Well, but not everybody saw it. So
2: yeah, but mm. my point is, you know, it had been a little bit since he had he had put the put the you know the suit on, and we'd seen him on the big screen. So. Um,
0: yeah. What do you think, uh, Alicia?
1: I don't know. I think part of it is that I'm not. I'm just not as big of a fan of DC as I am of Marvel. Um, I mean, in general, I appreciate crossovers when when they're trying to weave things together. Like at least they're trying. I think to be better about interconnecting things. Um, I felt like it I,
0: wasn't forced. Would, would yeah, you, would you say like I, for the meeting for aspect that. that it wasn't like a forced connection? It was a oh, this actually feels kind of natural. At least
1: like- they explained it. It's not like he just showed up. It was you know you behave yourself, or we're gonna get somebody else
0: to, to take care
1: you. of you, and it's gonna be somebody who's who's not of this world either. um So I mean, by that time you could figure out even if you didn't know, like you could have easily figured out what piece they're putting in there um but i think i'd be lying if i said that i wasn't disappointed that they didn't bring in shazam or any of the characters from the shazam series like group because they are so closely related and i'm sure we'll see it at some point but you know i really do like zachary
0: levi so i think everybody likes zachary levi he's the best
1: yeah he is pretty awesome
0: all right Well, I think that's going to be it for us on this episode. So, guys, thank you so much for talking Black Adam. And we will catch all of you guys in the Nerd Talk Nation next time here on Nerd Talk. Shazam!